Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you will fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. It's December the 16th. I'm Reg Clay with Craig Dickerson. Craig Dickerson here. Hey, Reg. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Wonderful, wonderful. Breezy, breezy morning. <laughs> oh, no, it's chilly, man. Yes, it's cold outside. That's right. That's right. And... Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to jump into we've been doing Matthew a lot, but now we're going to jump into Luke and a little bit of Isaiah and a little bit of Leviticus, and talk about the Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, we're we're here in the season of Advent. It's uh, coming up on the third week of Advent, mm-hmm. which means two things. Uh, it means we're preparing and and awaiting some pretty exciting miracles, mm-hmm. and also a recognition that. As we search and wait for all those good things, mm-hmm. they're already here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> In some kind of strange, <laughs> mysterious way, they're, we're waiting for them, mm-hmm. and they're already here. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, I'll open us up in prayer. Please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful uh, Saturday morning. We ask that you uh, bless us as we read your word and um, help us uh, inspire um, individuals who are listening and also inspire each other. Um, we want us to, we want to grow in your name. We want to grow in our faith and, um, we want to uplift you, Heavenly Father. And we ask that you uplift us, uh, through your word and through our connection, uh, to you through the word in Jesus name. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot to cover. Yep. <laughs> you, you, uh, you said you, you we'd start out in Luke, and I think that's a good good place. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to go into Luke, the fourth chapter, uh, one through um, oh no, I'm sorry, fourteen through twenty. Is it twenty one? Yeah. Luke chapter four, verse fourteen through twenty one. Okay. That's going to be our little <coughs> our little starting place. Yeah, and I'm reading from the NIV version. And if you hear a little buzz in the background, I've got a heater on because it's cold. <laughs> okay, here we go. The NIV version. Yep. <laughs> Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the world, whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, and was and as was his custom. As he stood up to read... The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the, for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I'm going to read that one more time because I was stumbling a little bit. Um, 
Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That's right. There you go. <clears throat> well, what must they have thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> well, they understood, uh, and I think uh, what what they're referring to, he was referring to Isaiah, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the key thing in uh, Isaiah is uh, the, the year of the Lord's favor. Yep, Isaiah 61, right? Isaiah 61. There's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a, um, a reference to... Um, to exactly well, exactly what scroll he was uh, he was pouring out of there, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I have it here. Yep. But um, I'll, I'll read a few um, verses one through four. This is Isaiah sixty-one, mm-hmm. verses one through four, and uh, we're going to skip around and do eight through eleven, and I'll read those. Um, so these are the joyful proclamations, and in, in this particular chapter of Isaiah. And it starts out, uh, the Lord God's spirit is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring the good news to the poor, to, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release for captives and liberation for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and a day of vindication for our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for Zion's mourners, to give them a crown in the place of ashes, oil of joy in the place of mourning, a mantle of praise in the place of discouragement. They will be called oaks of righteousness, planted by the Lord to glorify himself. They will rebuild ancient ruins. They will restore formerly deserted places. They will renew ruined cities, places deserted in generations past. Skip down to eight. I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and dishonesty. I will faithfully give them their wage and make with them an enduring covenant. Their offspring will be known among nations and their descendants among peoples. All who will see them will recognize that they are a people blessed by the Lord. I surely rejoice in the Lord. My heart is joyful because of my God, because he's clothed me with clothes of victory, wrapped me in a robe of righteousness like a bridegroom in a priestly crown and like a bride adorned in jewelry as the earth puts out its growth and as the garden grows its seeds so the Lord God will grow righteousness and praise before all nations Uh, so in Luke Mm -hmm. Christ is probably reading something vaguely similar to this the Lord has anointed me and in, in Isaiah this is all Isaiah we were talking earlier is a mm-hmm. big, long Old yeah. Testament book that was written probably over several hundred years by a collaborative effort. It was 
you know, parts of it are about the prophet Isaiah, parts of it are about you know, the word of God, the laws of God, and parts of it are about Zion, yep. which is the promised land. And, um, and so these were, these were kind of, uh, and Zion is oftentimes referred to as a mountain near Jerusalem, or Jerusalem, the, ta- the, yeah. the city itself. It's I see it, yeah, we see it in uh, it, Isaiah 61, verse 3, and provide for those who grieve in Zion. In, yeah, Zion, or Jerusalem, or the yeah. mountain near Jerusalem. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and, and this goes back even further to Leviticus. We were talking about Leviticus, and those who are interested in Leviticus 25, we're not going to go through it because it's like goofy, mm-hmm. goofy long. Yeah. But... Uh, it specifically talks about the plan for the yeah, Hebrew society and the year of the Lord's Yeah, there's favor. like a 49-year plan. It's a 49-year plan on how society is supposed to work. Right. And uh, how, when you're supposed to cultivate crops, when, when you're supposed to let the land mm-hmm. rest. Yeah. Um, when you're supposed to celebrate and when mm-hmm. you're supposed to be kind to others. Yeah. And it also talks a lot in Leviticus. To not cheat your neighbor. To don't not cheat. cheat um, don't cheat your neighbor. Don't yeah. enslave people. Yeah. Um, after a while. Don't add interest to, you know, whatever crops you're selling. Yeah. 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 And if times are tough, you give it away. And if times are hard, mm-hmm. you know, you you make, you help the poor. Yes. And if times are good, you know, mm-hmm. you, you enjoy, you know, your wealth. Right. But at the end of that 49-year uh, cycle. Right. Uh, there's a day of Jubilee, a, a year of the Lord's favor. Mm-hmm. And that's the time where you're supposed to, you know, treat everyone mm-hmm. with absolute love and, and uh, you know, and, and generosity. And that's the echo that we have, like in verse 61 of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, chapter 61, verse 2, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So we have that. That's the reference back to Luke. Leviticus. Right, exactly. And, yeah. then, and, then, so, and then the Isaiah reference you know, jumps up to Luke, mm-hmm. where Christ is referring to referring to this year of the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's favor you know, was you know, started out as a promise you know, from Moses mm-hmm. and to the Hebrew people. And then in Isaiah, the year of the Lord's favor, you know, a lot of the Hebrews were in exile mm-hmm. and then were returned. This is, goes throughout the book of Isaiah. But then the year of the Lord's favor became this messianic message that about the coming of Christ or the promise, yeah. the prof- you know, this prophecy. I'll try and find in Leviticus um, where that echo is, the Lord's favor. Um, um, it's uh, pretty much in the, uh, 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 when they're talking about the year of Jubilee. Yeah. What chapter is it? Uh, Leviticus. Chapter 25, ah, and there's okay. a lot of verses there. It's a lot yeah. of instructions. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just wanted to see if I could. Uh, unless, you wanted, unless you guys want to make your own 49-year <laughs> plan, you know, go, and, you, and you're living in exile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work for you. But, uh, but you see the year of Jubilee in uh, Leviticus 25, verse 8, mm-hmm. and it talks about the Sabbath. And, um, yeah. Uh, in verse 13, in this year of Jubilee, everyone is to return to his own property. And it just keeps on going on. Right. But I was wondering if, uh, yeah, I don't see the Lord's favor. But, yeah, go ahead and read uh, if you, if folks who are listening, if you want to yeah, if you wanna, know what the if reference If you want to know where all the, you know, how this is all kind of tied together. Right. Well, but but the the point, I guess, the focus, the focused, uh, um, the focus gospel uh, for this week is on Isaiah. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that reference to Luke was just so 
pointed because yeah. it sort of gives you an idea like, you know, Jesus, the rabbi, walking in and, uh, you know, just just picking a point in Isaiah mm-hmm. and saying like, well, you know, we've talked about the year of the Lord's favor. We've talked about the promise mm-hmm. that God's bringing and, yeah. and here it is. You know, and you just heard it from me. Yeah. It's right here, right now. Yeah, I always feel it's very strong as a Christian. You know, if we, if, you know, as you go out into the world and uh, you say these Bible verses, let's say, of Jesus Christ, remember, Jesus is also referencing the Bible himself. Oh, yeah. He's totally, he's totally, you know, talking their language. Right. When he, when he goes to the temple and when he, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he speaks with the, the elders, uh, the priests, the Pharisees, and the, yeah. and the religious leaders. I mean, it's not like, you know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know what the reference is. Right. He knows exactly what the reference is. Yeah. So you know when we use these references, we're basically giving you a foundation as to why, where this is coming from. When we were talking about a few weeks ago, the the two great commandments, you know, love the Lord thy God with all thy yeah. mind, body, and spirit, so, and love and thy neighbor. neighbor. He was he was like pulling Deuteronomy and Leviticus together and making yeah. and. You know, making the the perfect alchemy of mm-hmm. the way to live in a very very simple way. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. Of course, Moses had the forty nine year old. Right. I like I like Christ's version. It's very concise. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, he he is totally crafting uh, the gospel. Jesus is mm-hmm. to people. You know, specific mm-hmm. people. You know, to the fa- to the um, his disciples, to the common people who mm-hmm. gather around who are listening to him. And even to the Pharisees. Yeah, and it's and it's simple. It's 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 palatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And as we sit here today, you know, we, just, uh, we were talking about Advent and talking about like the you know the wonderful thing about Advent is that we're preparing, we're waiting, mm-hmm. you know, we're expecting this crazy ass miracle to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the birth of the birth of Christ mm-hmm. with with a with a young human woman being impregnated by God. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and having God uh, walk amongst us, we're all like anticipating. Mm-hmm. In Hanukkah, they're waiting the Messiah too. That's part of the celebration. Is like, you know, expecting, wanting, yearning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for the salvation that's been promised. Mm-hmm. The year of the Lord's favor. That's like a promise too. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I was telling you, which is kind of ironic about all this, all this waiting and anticipating, and you know, people get stressed out in the holidays. You know, I got to prepare. I got to get everything sure. done. Yeah. And the one thing we forget is that, like, there's also this other side of this coin, mm-hmm. which is the complete acceptance and understanding that it's already happening. It's already here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's God's here with you. Right. Oh, Christ is here with you. Yeah. Christ there in Luke going mm-hmm. like, you know, here we are waiting, waiting. And I tell you. It's right here. That's right. I mean, yeah. it's that it's that it's accepting both those things at the same time, which yeah. is just mind blowing. It's acknowledging a gift that's already here. It's mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like two different uh, conflicting right. ideas. Right. How can I be waiting and preparing for something if it's already here? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. you, can you acknowledge a gift? You know, uh, that's already. I mean, think about. Think about individuals who are waiting for a Christmas gift, and let's say they don't quite get exactly what they want, but they don't realize that they are already blessed. Mm-hmm. They're already blessed with, let's say, a, a home. Yeah, or uh, health. Uh, yeah, that's right, health. <laughs> Gosh, uh, another, another day of being on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, every, sure, people have it bad, but you can always have it much, much worse. So, you know, it's basically appreciating what you have. 
but also recognizing that we are blessed. You know, we are blessed with gifts, uh, especially we were talking about uh, when you were, when we were talking about Leviticus mm-hmm. and um, there are these rules off off mic. We were talking about the uh, basically just the, the, the rules that, uh, you know, like God says uh, to um, the people in Leviticus. So this is when you have to have your harvest. In seven days, you have to do this. And in seven days, you, you, know, you reap this. And <laughs> seven you don't years get the har- yeah. Seven years seven of that. Years, yeah. One year of that. Right, right, exactly. One, of the, th- one of the things, though, that, that if you go back, and I'm not going to go into Leviticus, but one of the sure. things, that, along with the rules, right, is like there's this constant reiter- uh, message of mm-hmm. I will provide you f- for this and I will provide you for that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and again, and we're talking about our, our, our scripture here in Isaiah, you know, Everything, all these good things are going to happen. I've been clothed, you know, with clothes. I've been uh, the prisoners have been freed. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not mourning anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, Isaiah is talking about you know all these promises God's right. making to right. His people who are in exile and who mm-hmm. are going to not be in exile. Yeah. It's like He's saying, I'm doing all of these things for you mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's happening. Right. You know, it, you know, it's happening. Mm-hmm. We're not just waiting for it to happen. It's happening. Yeah. And um, and I think that's a tough, tough thing for us to remember in these like crazy Christmas times. Well, it's sure. Take, I mean, take a moment. And just like go like it's all really. Yeah. Here. It's all happening here. Yeah. I mean, the know? people of Israel, they had just been exiled out of Egypt. And uh, they, you know, been waiting. You know, they, they've been waiting to just find a resting place, a place where they can right. call their own. So that's the, t- the context of the uh, the scriptures in Leviticus, mm-hmm. and but it ties in as a parallel to us waiting mm-hmm. for the coming of Christ, uh, at least in uh, in Isaiah. Yeah, and of course Jesus in the book of Luke says, "This is it. I, you know, I'm I'm here. Yeah, it, it's happened." That's pretty. It's pretty wild stuff. Mm-hmm. I like all the stuff about the garden and the growing and everything. Because that seems that that seems to be a recurring theme, that, the kind of mm-hmm. agricultural thing. Yeah, you know that's kind of cool. You know, God's salvation is in that. Yeah, you know? I do a lot of gardening. I I do, and that's I right, and yeah. I got to tell you, it's 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 fascinating to me because I can work and mm-hmm. you know and really coax you yeah. know like my little plants, yeah. and, you know my little my dirt yeah. and everything, but everything that happens is. Beyond my control. Yeah, you really have to just wait. <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's beyond my control. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. hoping that that mm-hmm. this toil will mm-hmm. cultivate something, but it's not up to me. Yeah, it's not up to me. And, and you know, with social, I always think about social networking and uh, and Twitter and Facebook or whatever. There's always an instant. Inst- there's an instant. What is the word? Instant. Instantaneous. Instantaneousness okay. of it. Like if I text someone, I expect to get a text back within a couple of seconds <laughs> or else something's wrong because everyone has their phone. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to planting and gardening, you have to wait months and months before something pops up out of the ground, <laughs> before you realize, did I do a good job or not? You yeah. know, did I fulfill the promise? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So your advent <laughs> is waiting for a response to your dad. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, and I'll think about and it's also thinking about the end of the year, like at the beginning of the year. A lot of people don't like New Year's resolutions or whatever, but I do think about, okay, so what did I plan in the beginning of the year and did it come to fruition? 
And, uh, you know, when it comes to planning things and sort of like a planter, you know, you plant something, you have an expectation. There are expectations that you have because you planted, but also there are things that may come out of the ground that you had not expected at all. Well, you know, we've got to ask ourselves. I mean, it's good. It's good to have a plan. You know, I mean, I – one of the things you ask yourself is like, I really, what do I want to do? How yeah. do I want God to enter my life? Right. You know, and vice versa. Right. You know, in this coming time. Right. You know, how can I look for him and how can I hope to you mm-hmm. know, achieve, you know, being found? Right. You know? Right. Um, I think that's one of the questions we're, we're asking, you know, when, mm-hmm. when in this time we're doing, whether we're doing, you know, Christmas or or Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, or, sure. or, or whatever. We sure. were talking about Star Wars movies. That's and, right. And the, and the fact that I thought there was something really godlike in, in, in the Force. Oh, sure. Because you know? the Force is <laughs> everywhere. It's in you, and it's in yeah. the universe. It's in every this part is, of This is pre-micro-chloridians, or whatever the crap was in, um, in uh, Chapter 1. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember being in a Solid Rock Christian Fellowship. This is when I was in NYU. Uh, this was a Christian group that we were in, and we talked at nauseum about Star Wars. Now, we loved it, and this is back in 1987 mm-hmm. that we were talking about this. And these messianic movies and uh, how the Force was parallel to the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess you could... Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it's, a, it's a great comparison. Yeah. Because it's something it's like you tap into and 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 and, and feel and, and understand through kind of like just, you know, believing. Mm-hmm. Or it's something you could completely ignore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's not, you know, an existing power in the world. Right. You know? Yeah. And you and I, hopefully, in the next couple of, you know, next year, we'll focus on a little more on the Holy Spirit because there are some Christian groups who believe you must, you know, speak in tongues and dance and you must do all of this stuff to show that you have the Holy Spirit, to know that you have a connection with God. If you don't have that, then you're not really Christian. And I'm not sure if I really get into that because, you know, I think um, your personal, I mean, the, it, Christianity, or really I should say spirituality, whether you're Jewish or Christian or you believe in Kwanzaa or um, everyone is looking for an emotional connection. Um, last week I talked about the, uh, the the four great awakenings. The second great awakening focused really on the emotional connection you have with God and how it how it motivates you, what emotions brings you up. Do you feel like crying or or shouting or, or whatever? And um, I think it's the uh, the, inven- the evangelical yeah. movement. Yeah. I think when I think about, you know, the different ways in which God is working like that, you were saying that was the second awakening, second awakening. Yeah. You know, that must have been really, you know, effective uh, for the people then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to really work these days, folks. I mean, I look at this this part of Isaiah, which mm-hmm. focuses on the destructed, deserted cities and yeah. the destroyed temple. I mean, that's a real. You could look around and you know in Syria and and, and in other places sure. where you see that you know there's actual real physical devastation. Yeah. Done man against man. Yeah. I think the whatever is going to happen with the next uh, uh, what. You said that was the second second awakening. Awakening. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think the next awakening is like we're going to have to get up off our asses and rebuild this world. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. working, working yeah. itself in every man, woman, and child, yeah. making us help one another, making us build sure. a better world. Sure. 
Well, know? yeah. Well, you know, it's, that's that's what that's yeah. what I think the awakening is. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, I mean, th- it's you it's acti- I think I can I look at it as activism, where yeah. you know it's like, hey, you know, if you are blessed by God and if you're giving gifts, <laughs> do something. Use, it. use the do gifts. Do something. Yeah. You know. And it reminds me of what a lot of um, a lot of um, historians, some historians debate it, but the Third Great Awakening. Which dealt with that was the creation of the YMCA, the YWCA, and the Salvation Army, Never. and uh, those were the folks where a lot of women were activists, and they did that. You don't see a lot of that these days. Well, I think it was mostly that that feels a lot like fellowship and about like connecting with community. You're right. I mean, there's been a real in my generation. Yeah, uh, I've seen a total disconnect of community. Yep, uh, where people just live in their isolated worlds with, right. their, with their iPads and yeah. You know, and headphones, and yeah. and and I've, I've, and I've got t- my job at Google. And, and turn See off the, later. Turn off the world. <laughs> you know, turn off the world. You know, and, yeah. and you know, create a better world in their head. Right. Well, that 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 may have worked for a while, but mm-hmm. but well, I think what we need and what we need to focus on is yeah. getting out there and having having the belief that you can make this devastated city rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, it was God's promise in Isaiah, but I think it's our work in the New Testament. I think, I think what what Christ and the Holy Spirit, or whatever you want to call it, is calling us, calling you to do, mm-hmm. is to get out there and rebuild that devastation. You know, be kind to Earth, be kind to other people, not just in your in your thoughts, mm-hmm. in, in prayers, but in the in the in the way you actually, you know can make a difference to other people's lives by actually in the work that you do for others. You know, I don't, I don't see any other way. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I can't do it by sitting on my iPad. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally, I totally agree. I was trying to, um, I'm trying to find, uh, I'm going to cut out the, some of these pauses. Um, Are you going here, here we go, here we go. You're looking at Leviticus here? Leviticus. Uh, <laughs> no. Th- no, there was one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there's one thing that really sort <laughs> no, of you guys, you guys, You guys listening can read Leviticus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. le- it'll be Leviticus yeah. 25. 25th chapter, 14th verse. And just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. If you sell land to one of your countrymen or buy any from him, do not take advantage mm-hmm. of each other. You are to buy from your countrymen on the basis of the number of years since the Jubilee. And if he is to sell you on the basis of the number of years left for harvesting crops. That's, these are just one of those rules. Yeah. Right? Now, let's try to get into, um, well, here it is, 17. Do not take advantage of each other, but fear your God. I am the Lord your God. And I'll just uh, stop right there. Yeah. But it really does get into, you may have profit. Yeah. Like we were talking just about, hey, you have your you have your house and you got yeah. your job and you got your iPad and right. screw everyone else. Right. So you've been blessed. I mean, just like the, in here in Leviticus, yeah. your your crop has grown. You've been blessed by God. No, there's a list of things that are going to you know uh, in Leviticus, which you know Moses and uh, is telling and through mm-hmm. God's word, saying like you know we're going to do this for you, we're going to do that for you. These yeah. things are going to happen, and you're going to follow this rule, and you're going to follow that rule. Yeah, but. What kind of um, bookends the whole chapter right. is at the very beginning, mm-hmm. he says, uh, the Lord says, I'm giving you this land. Yeah. This is my gift to you. Right. And at the very end in chapter, I mean, verse, the last 
verses like 35 through 43, mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's talking about other people. He's like, you know, you're not to take advantage of other people. You're not to indenture other people. Yeah. You're, you're to take care of one another. Do you know why? Because they don't belong to you. They're not your servants. They're my servants. Yeah. And these are – that's – and that's why I have to say once again, mm -hmm. all this prosperity and land yeah. and advantage that you may have right. are my gifts to you. Exactly. You know, and, so, and it's basically, you know, mm -hmm. like you're saying, these are, you know, this this is our this is our place here in mm -hmm. this world. We you know we weren't given this world yeah. to to just have. Right. We 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 were allowed mm -hmm. to make use of it. Right. You know, you know, we were given this body. We were given our our minds. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, to make use of it. If you're not making use of it, yeah, you know, you're not really appreciating. Yeah, and and I feel like making use of it is like learning how to give to other people, learning how to <laughs> to enter right. other people's lives in the yeah. spirit of love, the spirit of generosity. Right. I mean, when people yeah. talk about what's wrong with America or the planet or anything, yeah. You know? But, I mean, especially America, the capitalism and the fact that people, you know, can become very, very rich and very, very poor, and one takes advantage over the other. Not to tie it with the news, but, you know, net neutrality uh, was voted down by uh, the FCC chairman, which basically means that if you're rich enough to, to buy high-speed Internet, then it's yours. Yeah. But the poor folks, sorry, you're going to be throttled because we're going to give at the companies – uh, like Comcast, uh, uh, net provider companies, act you know the the ability to throttle your whatever. So if you don't have the money, then it sucks to be you. And a lot of people say, "Gee, that's really greedy and that's really horrible." And I can even tie it to the Affordable Health Care Act and the tax plan or whatever. Yeah. It's like the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And it's amazing the Bible, like we're reading Leviticus, like uh, Leviticus 25. I can see it here in verse 35. If one of your countrymen become poor and is unable to support himself among you. Help him as you would an alien or a temporary resident so he can continue to live among you. And, it goes, see, and it goes on to say, like, yeah. and, if you, and if you treat these people badly and if you, you know, and mm -hmm. if you, you know, you don't, you know, spread the generosity towards towards everyone across yeah. the board, the people in your family, in your clan, yeah. in your tribe, your slaves or whatever, mm -hmm. then um, you've, you've You've not you've not fulfilled you know the laws mm -hmm. you know and you and and I have to remind you you know they they're not your servants right they're not your servants that story you were saying today about the woman who uh, on the news who who uh, who stole jewelry and then was taken to trial for it and the jury forgave her but the woman she stole it from didn't. yeah I'm go I'm going to pull that up right now because uh, after after you after you talk about that I, I got. I got an interesting tie-in because uh, you got you guys got to hear the story. It was really, I thought it was really poignant. Yeah. About forgiveness and and justice all at the same time, right? Yep. I wonder if I can find it real quick. But basically, um, you know, even if I can't, but ba I wrote I read this in the Washington Post. So there was a 19-year-old woman. She was an illegal immigrant, um, pregnant, uh, already had a child, and uh, she was she was accused of stealing. Um, jewelry from her, um, the woman who w had employed her. And um, so basically she was uh, prosecuted and she was found guilty. And um, the jury basically says, listen, we don't want her to, s to serve time in jail. Right. And the fine should be, you know, 
her one day wage, which was 60 bucks. And I calculated that if it were an eight-hour day. I don't even know if it was an eight-hour day. It could have been 10, could have been whatever. But an eight-hour day, that's $7.50 an hour. There's no way in hell I can work seven fifty an hour. I mean, that's below minimum wage. But in any case, she was fined 60 bucks, And the jury paid that 60 out of their own pockets, something that had never been done. This is in Fairfax, Virginia, and I did some research. Fairfax is one of the wealthiest communities in the United States. Uh, it's got old money and, you know, it's Virginia Commonwealth and all that stuff. And, of course, the um, the so-called victim, air quotes, that you can see on the podcast, <laughs> not, um, this rich woman who has a house big enough for three servants. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, this is so unfair. And, you know, she just cried and whatever. And she's not the victim. I'm the victim. And what about my rings? What she got back. You know, they, she didn't pawn it. You know, she got her rings back. Yeah. The rings alone were worth $30,000. Right. She's got rings lying around that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so in any case, and, and also the jury had uh, did a, um, they, pool, they pooled their money so that they can help out this uh, 19-year-old woman uh, throughout uh, the Christmas holiday season. Mm-hmm. And actually, the woman felt very bad. She was like, no, I don't, I don't really want your money. You know, just I just want to, uh, you know. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but they, they they did pay the fine, and uh, it was just an amazing story. You can find it on Washington Post. But uh, I read that yesterday. Yeah, that's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, and that's pretty. And I wanted to. The reason I wanted to, mm-hmm. you to say that is because yeah. well, last last week I told you there was Psalms for every day of Advent, and today is the sixteenth. So the uh-huh. the Psalm today is Psalm thirty-two. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it right here. You, you want to hear this? This is, yes, this, uh-huh. this is, this is pretty hilarious. Um, so I'm looking at Psalm 32. And uh, it says, The one whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered over, is truly happy. The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty, in whose spirit there is no dishonesty, that one is truly happy. Mm-hmm. When I kept quiet, my bones wore out. I was groaning all day long, every night, every day. Because your hand was heavy upon me. My energy was sapped as if in, in a summer drought. So I admitted my sin to you. I didn't conceal my guilt. I'll confess my sins to the Lord is what I said. And then you removed the guilt from my sin. And that's why all the faithful should pray to you during troubled times. So that a great flood of water won't reach them. You are my secret hideout. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with the songs of rescue. <coughs> I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go. I'll advise you and keep my eye on you. Don't be like some senseless horse or mule whose movement must be controlled with a bit and a bridle. Don't be anything like that. The pain of the wicked is severe, but faithful love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. You who are righteous, rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you whose hearts are right, sing out in joy. (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I guess that, mu- that must have been how the jury felt. <laughs> yeah. And I found the article, so I'm going to read it real quick. And it's actually a very quick article. A Virginia jury has chipped in to pay the fine of a maid it convicted of stealing three rings from a house she was cleaning. Jury foreman Jeffrey Memot tells the Washington Post that he gave 19-year-old mother of two, a 19-year-old mother of two, her name is Sandra Mendez Ortega, $80. The jury collected after it convicted her of felony grand larceny. The trial was in July. <laughs> Sentencing was in July, December the 8th in Fairfax County Court. 
The jury fined Mendez Ortega $60, her daily paid as a maid, pay as a maid. Mehmet said, quote, the general sentiment is that she was a victim too, and it made a youthful mistake. The case began when Lisa Copeland, this is the owner, discovered her rings worth at least $5,000, missing in September 2016. Copeland said she was outraged and didn't think $60 equated to the crime at all. In other words, she felt that she got off easy. <laughs> okay. And it goes on. So, yeah, there, so there you go. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so the jury and, and, you know, this happened, um, I guess, the, uh, the, yeah, sentencing the sentencing was, was December the 8th, which yeah, is only. Last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, that holiday season, you know, she this holiday season, she receives a reprieve and uh, she's uh, forgiven. Well, that's all right, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah. But honestly, you know, we, we have to be good to each other. We talk about it being good to each other all the time. Yeah. But um, it's amazing how the Bible, I mean, you think, uh, how can the Bible relate to me? Well, I mean, they're talking about issues like this all the way back in Leviticus. This is before the birth of Christ. Well, I think, yeah, it's before even the, the message of, of, of Christ or the hope of Christ. But the right. hope is the thing that ties it all through. I mean, we're all like... Here we are in this Christmas holiday, rushing around, expecting, hoping, you know, yep. making plans for next year. Yep. You know, I mean, wanting things to be better for, mm-hmm. for ourselves, our families, or whatever. Yeah. And so everybody kind of understands what that yearning is, that hope, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, you know, I'm working so hard. I'm, I'm busting my butt. I hope I can get ahead of this. Right. You know, and, right. you know, back then, in Leviticus, you know, mm-hmm. they're – Hebrew people, you know, mm-hmm. we want to hope. We want this big day after this, you know, 49 years of toil and right. following all right. the rules. Right. We want this big day. Yeah. You know, we want this year of, uh, where everything's going to be wonderful across mm-hmm. the board. And then in Isaiah, you know, this kind of they talk about the, the year of the Lord's favor. And it becomes this kind of messianic, mm-hmm. you know, message, this hope. This yeah. is what we want. This is what we're working for. Right. This is what we're doing all the right things for. Mm-hmm. You know, and then here we come. Here comes Jesus going like the year of the Lord's favor. Well, yeah, it's just arrived. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, you know, to you mm-hmm. in this Advent season. You know, we're always yearning. We always want. We wait and we prepare. Right. And we expect. Right. And the one thing we got to realize, especially with the New Testament, if you're a Christian mm-hmm. or whatever you believe in, if yeah. you believe in the power of love or the power of love mm-hmm. eternal yeah. in some kind of way, it's already here, folks. Yeah. That's the strange dichotomy of all this. It's like throughout this like almost instinctual kind of it seems like a gland that we can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, we're oozing hope and expectation, but mm, yeah. we also have to understand and connect with ourselves, with that yeah. force, with that love. It's like it's already here. Yeah, it's already happened. The Lord has already blessed us. He has anointed us. If you accept, if you acknowledge the anointment <laughs> within yourself, if you say it's not there, I guess it isn't because you don't acknowledge it to be there, but mm-hmm. it is there. You are blessed. Yeah. You know, if you woke up this morning, if you can stand up. It, yeah, even if you're not doing anything, if you, like, say say you've been rushing around, you know, paying mm-hmm. bills, buying presents, yeah. you know, making plans, mm-hmm. going to parties, mm-hmm. you know, things you have to do. Oh, yeah. i got to go to that damn office party. Right. All right, whatever. <laughs> you know, right. that's another thing i got to do today or yeah. whatever. You know, whatever you need to do, I mean, take some time out and just be. Right. Just see if you can just go like, you know, I'm doing nothing right this minute, and it feels awesome. That's right. It 
it feels wonderful. Yeah. Just to appreciate yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, some people call it meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, do the om yeah. thing. Um, some pray. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but just take time to uh, just clear your mind. Yeah. I never, you know, it's, it's in theater, we had this um, teacher who was like, listen, I just want everyone to sit down and just clear your mind because there's just so much noise. Yeah. You're either listening to something on your iPod or whatever or... You're, you know, you got, you got something, you, you reading what's on your phone or whatever. It's, it's amazing how difficult for some it is to just have a clean mind where you're not thinking about anything at all. Yeah. It's almost like water. You know, is water ever truly pure? If there's a speck of dirt in it, then, you know, maybe, <laughs> not to get metaphysical, but, you know, no. to have it as clean as possible. No, when you, like, get a massage. Sure. You know, I mean, it's just kind of like, in, in the, that masseuse just, like, reconnects, you know, all yeah. those muscles that have been, like, fractured, not really working with one another. Right. And it's not like you did anything. Yeah. It's like you undid it. Right. You know, you just took away you know the noise, right? Took away the the strain and and, and all that, mm-hmm. and and was and were put back together again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's there is the ability and and, and a strength in that. And that's exactly as right. we as we as we all, as we do all the toiling that we need mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And, you know, there's this kind of like I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to put you back yeah. together. And, you know, there's, there's an old Negro spiritual, you know, just uh, give it to the Lord and leave it there or just, you know, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Mm-hmm. And when I think about meditation and having a clean mind, it's basically saying, listen, I've got troubles in my life. I've got things I've got to accomplish or let's say the harvest hasn't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you can't just like your your garden at your home, Craig. Um, you've done your work. <laughs> I know. You just got to wait and relax and just, you know, let let God do his thing. Yeah. And uh, sometimes when when I meet people who really do have a clear and you you can you can recognize people in your lives who they really do have a clean mind you know they're not overburdened um, you can tell when people are stressed out I mean you can tell when people are they're just they have a great foundation um, and they're just well balanced mm-hmm. and that in itself is a blessing I mean that's almost a connection to God itself where you've taken the burdens away from me and. I'm at that clean state. I mean, can you ever perpetually be there? Can you ever perpetually? I'm listening. I was listening to one podcast, a guy named John Roderick, and they were talking about happiness. Mm-hmm. And one, the narrator, uh, this guy named, um, oh shoot, Dan Benjamin, who asks him, "Are you happy?" And he took like ten or fifteen minutes to say, "Well, I don't know if I can really be perpetually happy because you know <laughs> this and that, and can everyone be you know whatever happy." And the true, I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. happiness is not a, a, a switch. Mm-hmm. No one can be 100% happy. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a, a fader. Mm-hmm. You could be, you know, like, um, I don't know, 80% or 70% on like a stock market. But um, that's work that you have to do. And uh, as far as burdens and, and what you're stressed out about, I mean, a lot of times you have control over what you stress out about. You're stressing out about a, a toy that your child needs mm-hmm. for Christmas. Well, do you really need to put that burden on you? You know, can't you redirect that burden, you know? Yeah. Or it's different from having, let's say, the burden of helping someone else. Or there's actual relief. Let's say you, you know, you're volunteering your services to help someone else. Yes, that's hard work. But you'd be imagined, you'd, you'd be surprised at how a burden is lifted because you did something good for someone else. Well, and while you're doing that thing. Yeah. 
you're not really thinking about being unhappy. Exactly. So I guess that's happy. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the way I look at it. If I keep myself occupied, yeah. And if I, if I keep physically, like like this past week, and you know, I was mm-hmm. like feeling crappy. Yeah. And real disconnected. I went to and got like a a hippy dippy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, muscle kind of cleansing and sound cleansing from yeah. this holistic woman who. Kind of did these incantations and made me say these herbs. I know. Uh-huh. I know you're going to think like, Greg, I thought you were a Christian. And it's like, hey, I, bl- <laughs> I believe in everything, man. And, and, and well, she's not your minister, and, so and, and, no. But but, uh, but you know, I needed that. Yeah. To kind of reconnect, you know, my body. Yeah. You know, so that I could, because I got to tell you, man, all the all the things I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I was finding very taxing. Mm-hmm. You know, stressful. Sure. You know, and couldn't really, you know. Because just this physical stuff going on. Yeah. But uh, but I need to do that. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'd say the I, – I feel really happy today. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lucky because it's yeah. like I'm not spending time feeling, like, you know, mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. You know, and then, like, today I'm going to go do the food pantry again, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, while I'm doing that, I'm not going to be worried about some things mm-hmm. because I'm not – I don't have time to think about it. I'm going to be helping somebody. You know? yeah, it's like there you go. So it's just like that. To me, happiness is whatever I'm not like. Whenever I'm not dwelling upon, mm-hmm. you know, unhappiness. And I know that this time, you know, brings a lot of emotions. Uh, this time of year, you know, holidays bring a lot of emotions. Sure. Sometimes good, sometimes not. Right. Um, I remember many years, you know, uh, you know, feeling feeling quite sorry for myself because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't enjoying. The holidays with my family. I wasn't enjoying the holidays. Yeah, you talk about playing pool. Love that was your that was your escape. Yeah, yeah. I, I went out and made it something different. But right. I'm just saying, like you know, there, those those things are going to be inevitable. This thing, these you know, these times of year is it's really charged. Sure. You know, for a lot of expectation and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot maybe disappointment even. Yeah. You know, I you know I want to I I just want to say you know a big. Um, I'm with you, folks. Uh, kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of feeling, you know, and and, yeah. and we're, we're, you know, we're praying that it, you know, mm-hmm. you you can get, you can get the most out of this season. Sure. You know? I I listen to there's another podcast I listen to the Savage Love podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm sure folks were like, "Whoa, wait a minute! You're a Christian. You're listening to that gay dude, Jan Dan Savage." But oh, he has a wonderful. Um, he's very smart, man. He he is incredibly smart, and he has wonderful advice. Um, and I invite people to listen to him. But a lot of times he'll get calls from people saying, oh, my God, i got to go back to home for Christmas. And yeah. i got to listen to my parents and my relatives and my uncle. <laughs> I mean, I've already, how do I deal I with that? I went through years of this. Do I have to go back? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why I left. And yeah. now i got to go. Now I've got to go back. Got I don't know go, if you've yeah. got to do anything. But, yeah. you know, my advice, I mean, not that I'm an advice columnist or whatever, but I really do believe you control what stress you bring into your life. I mean, you know, it's almost like a food. You know, if I'm going to, like, it was funny, last week I had some curry. I had some, um, it was shrimp curry, and uh, it just, it to- I had to go to the bathroom at least, you know, two or three times <laughs> a day or whatever. I'm like, well, thank God I wasn't on stage. I think God I did this on Monday. If I did this on Thursday, then <laughs> would that would have stopped the production. <laughs> oh, no. Because uh, I'm doing Civil War Christmas, and actually today's our last day. But just like food that you take in, which is not good for you, Sometimes you can take in bad, I don't, know, I don't know what you call it, karma or the burden of other people, mm-hmm. the prejudices of other people. Like you, you know, if you if Uncle Bill is is a, a real butthole and you 
feel you have to visit. I mean, why visit him? Or if you do visit him just because he's sprouting off some crap stuff, you don't have to take it on. Or if you're alone. That's not your burden. It's his burden. Or if you're alone, you know. I mean, you know, thinking nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some worms, you know, or whatever. Mm. Laugh at yourself. Uh, Give yourself a break. Yeah. You know, I mean, try, try not to take this time so seriously. Understand that, you know, what we're talking about, this advent, yeah. this stress, this expectation, this hope. Right. You know, it's it's really concentrated right right, right now at this time of year. Yeah. Especially for a lot of people who really are afraid to hope, yeah. are hurt to hope because they don't – they think about what it's going to mean to be disappointed. Right. But the flip side of that coin, people, is knowing, like, it's already here. Right. That beauty, that hope, that love. Yeah. Strange as it may be. Yeah. Like in that message with Luke, mm-hmm. I'm talking about all the year of the Lord's favor, you know, that That's year right. we're looking forward to, everything we're hoping for mm-hmm. just arrived. Yeah. Right at your door. I know that seems like a freaky idea, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's that what that's what carries me through. Yeah, I mean, you I know, think the point of that. That may be in some Pepto-Bismol if I had some uh, <laughs> shrimp curry or something. Well, know. sure. <laughs> but I think the point of Luke is you are blessed. I mean, you know, uh, yes, you may be anticipating something for Christmas, but even if you don't, even if there's nothing under the tree, there are some folks, unfortunately, who don't have family. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'll be jumping on a plane to D.C. to visit mom and dad and my brother and sisters, and it's going to be a wonderful thing. I got a text message from Nikki saying, can't wait to, you know, see you or whatever. That's a wonderful thing. I know how blessed I am. There's some folks who are not blessed at all, either their family, you know, they are separated from them because of age-old grudges, which don't even matter anymore. There's going to be people spinning on the street out in the cold, man. Yeah. But one of the great things about giving yourself to someone else, you very quickly build a de facto family, people who really love and care for you. I mean, Yeah, you I put s- yourself out there this last year and, uh, mm-hmm. and create a lot of uh, whole, whole new community of friends and, mm-hmm. and, and people that you can associate with. Yeah, this past year, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did, uh, you know, like doing the podcast. That was something I had not really anticipated earlier this year. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to do this thing. And all of a sudden, I just brought so many people in my house. <laughs> it's done wonderful for my cleaning. I have to clean because I've got people coming in. Right on. <laughs> if, it were, if I were just lonely, I'd be like, well, hell with it. I'm just going to let the dishes pile up. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I've got Craig coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I need a glass. So, yeah. <laughs> a clean so, one, Prepper. Right, right, exactly. I promise. It, the glass is clean, Craig. You know, you're not... But um, that's the wonderful thing about fellowshipping and helping well, other gotta people. You've got to have faith, right? Right, yeah, right, 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 exactly. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you help out other people, like, you know, we, we I, it's not like we're badgering you, hey, go out and fellowship or whatever, but no, it's, it's a it's wonderful a, way of connecting it's with a, It's a wonderful way of connecting. It's a wonderful way of enriching your life. And, and frankly, quite frankly, like we're talking about awakening, Yeah, I think that's what – this world needs exactly as we get into the social media and all these causes and all these kind of like mm-hmm. you know ways in which you know my god we can we can shout as a, as a people sure we can be heard i mean look at all the movements the me too movement the black lives movement the kaepernick thing bit the, of the knee yeah the the, the 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 way the way they stopped the you know fighting obamacare sure you know that's the way they're trying to do the tax yeah. will. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, the, the taxi cab thing, illegal immigrants. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, the, the way we got a Democrat in, <laughs> in Alabama. That's right. That's right. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
you know, it's not only is it good for you mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. and you know, like you were saying, you know, this may, you know, this this you know very very public way of uh, putting yourself out there with the, via the podcast or mm-hmm. you know what what have you. Um, not only has it enriched your life personally, yeah. yeah, but you can enrich other people's lives, and you can make this world better. I mean, it's 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 been proven, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking that's the awakening. I think you know, I, I really do action, I mean, activism, yeah, and helping and loving other people, yeah, in, in any way you can. You 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 are blessed. Yeah. Whether you use that blessing, it's up to you. Yeah. You know, if if you know, if this is the the Lord. Um, shoot, what is? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm stu- I'm still in Leviticus. I've got to get into Luke now. But um, if this yeah, is, we've had enough of Leviticus for a while. <laughs> if this is, um, come on now, where is it? If this is the year of the Lord's favor, or the year Jubilee, or whatever, or, or the yeah. Jubilee, yeah, you, yeah, the Lord's favor, yeah. If the Lord has favored you, how do you give that favor back? I mean, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this favor? And you may say, no, I disagree. This is not the Lord's favor. I haven't been favored. I haven't been blessed. Yeah, or this, you know, hey, man, Jesus isn't coming. He's not here. Mm -hmm. It's not really happening. That's just, you know, Mm -hmm. wishful thinking. Yeah. But ask yourself, I mean, mean, what kind of world would it be if, if we acted as if, we can all get together and have a, a jubilee, have mm-hmm. a year of the Lord's favor that that lasted more than a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, I mean, to put it kind of in a in a, in a kind of crazy Christian kind of way, mm-hmm. what if we had a year of the Lord's favor that lasted all the time? Sure. Forever. Yeah. Like heaven or something. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of society would that yeah. be like? What would that be like? Yeah. Well, it what, would what, be. What, 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 yeah. What was a year in, in the in the time of Luke? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just said like it's here. Right. You know, um, it's a matter of acceptance. Is it's a matter of just opening yourself up to mm-hmm. you know that kind of that kind yeah. of love, whether it be Christianity or activism or whatever you, whatever sure. melts your butter. Yeah. You know. And I think of what is the alternative if you don't believe that this is the year of the Lord's favor, or if you don't believe that you have been blessed. If you don't believe there's anything inside of you, your body, your spirit, your soul that you can give to others Mm -hmm. or that is something that is a blessing to others, does that mean that you're empty? I mean, that's a horrible thing to 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 think about. I just think, you know, I just think uh, it's people need to be instructed. Yeah. Um, And and some people need to be led. Sure, uh, and they need to be instructed. That's mm-hmm. kind of the reason why I'm I'm going through this Bible study too, is because I need instruction. <coughs> right. I, I I lack the proper supervision sometimes, mm-hmm. Reg. I must tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all do. We all do. I mean, you know, I mean, you you were the one who kicked me in the butt and said, "Hey, you know, let's let's do a Christian podcast." I had never thought about doing a Christian podcast. Well, I, you know I, what? Hey, let's I, let's, I, let's I, do I, it. I never advanced, you know, in the, in the way that I would think either. I don't I don't know whether it's pissed I pissed off the wrong people or didn't impress the right ones. You know, m- given my really kind of like problem with authority, I, I'd like to <laughs> think that it was the former sure. rather than the latter. Yeah. Hopefully, I. 
I pissed off people, <laughs> and, and it wasn't because I, right. you know, I missed my opportunity. Yeah. But what, no, what I'm saying is, like, I lacked instruction, and, and that's why I, I was here. And I know that there's a lot of spiritually kind of like void people, mm-hmm. you know, people who like I, I'm spiritual. Yeah, those are for other people, mm-hmm. not not me. Yeah. You know, and and I think there's a lot of instruction in in this book. Yeah. And just as if you'd go to you know, you wanted to learn how to, you know, crochet. Mm-hmm. You, know, you couldn't just, like, pick up some yarn and go, like, okay, I'm crocheting now. Yeah. Look, <laughs> there's a knot. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, you, somebody has to teach you how, or you have to, yeah. like, or you have to kind of, like, follow an example. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what I use uh, mm-hmm. my spirituality or yeah. my connection with, with the Word of God is yeah. because I need that instruction. Sure. I mean, I think about, like, I'm a football fan, and – you know, there are a lot of coaches that get fired because the team just doesn't listen to them. You know, the team needs instruction, but they're not listening because they just don't buy into the, what the guy's saying. Mm-hmm. And the team just flat out fails or they just do their own thing. And, you know, it doesn't translate into victories. And that's it. <laughs> so and they, co- coach leaves, right? Yeah, the coach is fired and they bring in a new one. I mean, the poor Cleveland Browns, they haven't you know won anything in f- over 50 years. Got, how many have they gone through? <laughs> They've gone through a bunch of coaches. Everyone's saying, hey, I'm going to motivate you, and, you know, never – And but it's it's a two-way street. I mean, you know, like we're talking on this podcast telling you about the scriptures and trying to motivate you to, you know, be beneficial, to recognize that you have a gift, that God has blessed you, mm-hmm. and so you can use that gift. You can choose to say, well, okay, that was great, but I'm not going to listen to that. That's fine. Yeah. You can be like that team that just isn't motivated <laughs> to do anything. I mean, not that we're Bill no. Belichick or anything like that. Uh, good luck. Go on to the next coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go on to the next coach. Right but there, it's a two-way street. I mean, you know, there are players like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are about to play the Patriots. And, you know, they, it's the it's – the, not that you're into football, but the winner, the winner will be the <laughs> this, leader this of the met- AFC. This metaphor is almost <laughs> lost on me. Right, exactly. <laughs> they say it's a prelude to the <laughs> AFC championship people, game. People listening to you are going, yeah. like, Craig doesn't get it. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be an epic game, man. You oh, okay, know. all right. And, of course, Mike Tomlin <laughs> is going to motivate the Pittsburgh course, Steelers. And Belichick <laughs> is going to motivate whatever. But one team has to come out on top. But you have a bunch of guys listening to one guy and saying, hey, we're going to work together to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. And this, what we're doing right now, is not football. You know, no one's going to get hurt. No one's going to tear an ACL mm-hmm. or get a concussion or whatever. But, you know, you can, you can be motivated to do great things, to mean something in someone's life, either within your family or you go out and you touch a stranger mm-hmm. or um, – yeah, whatever, whatever you can do. Whatever or your you, own spiritual life. Yeah, whatever you can do, it's there. Yeah. It's there. You can feel sorry for yourself, too. Just please don't take it so seriously. Right. Remember that song my grandmother sang? You know, Nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some worms. <laughs> I never knew that song. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big worms, fat worms, yeah. skinny worms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, you know, what she was trying to say. It's like whenever I'd feel sorry for myself, yeah. you know, she sang that little song to me. Right, right. It was just like. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're going to feel sorry for yourself, I'm going to laugh at you. Right. You know, and, and, and so, you know, and, and I was saying, like, these times are really stressful. You know, people alone, people feeling bad, people having to go see that uncle or whatever sure. and just dreading it. Yeah. You know, if you can really feel bad for yourself. You can dig yourself deeper. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always there. Yeah. But 
but please don't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> please well, I mean, try, just, try yeah. not to. There's a wonderful yeah. Negro spiritual. I'm so glad trouble don't last always, <laughs> and does. it just keeps on, you know, whatever. That's and true. That, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yes, you will have to. What we're trying to say is you are blessed. <laughs> if it will regardless if you think about it or not, you are blessed. Jesus has blessed you. You have been given a gift. The force is inside. The you. force inside of you. <laughs> it's all around. Forget about the microchloridians. You know that crap. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, no. just like Obi Wan says. You know, yeah. it, it 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 is with everything mm-hmm. and in all things. You know, God has really blessed all of us. Yeah. And um, yeah. don't let anyone put you down. You know, a lot of people who are discouraged when they go back to Christmas because they have to meet. You know, whatever relative they have to deal with. People, unfortunately, get their kicks by stepping on other, on other people. You don't have to acknowledge that. You can rise above that. You can say, listen, I've been blessed, <laughs> and I am going to you know, just rise above yeah. whatever you're going to do. Just like Doug Jones. You know, a lot of people say a lot of crappy things about Doug Jones and the people who voted for him. Mm-hmm. And those people you know, just pushed all those criticisms aside, and they did something absolutely magnificent in Alabama. Yeah, even if it doesn't last, you know, even mm-hmm. if it only lasts for like a couple of years mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that the people who who did rise up yeah. against uh, this, you know, kind of oppression that they've yeah. been under. Right. Suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, we can do this. Exactly. We can actually do this, if only for a little while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But nevertheless. Right. I mean, I think Jones's message was like. You know, here we are, you know, where we've been mm-hmm. at this crossroads so many times, right. except all of a sudden we, you know, mm-hmm. veered right. Exactly. We just, we just took the right, yeah. the right turn, folks. Yeah. And, you and know, not the alt-right. Yeah, the right. not the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I mean, just shows it can be done. Exactly. And that was enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not he gets to vote on anything mm-hmm. or sit on any yeah. committee, it, it, you know, it. It's it's made those people very very hopeful yeah. and proud. Well, it's empowerment, mm-hmm. and I really do hope that it's the the beginning of uh, bigger and better things. And I hear what you're saying. You know, it may only be once or whatever. I mean, a lot of people may say, "Well, that's just a rejection of Trump." I mean, if Hillary had been president, none of this would have happened. Well, they thought the Me Too thing was just going to be all watered down, right? And it's instead it's become you know mm-hmm. marching orders, right? You know, it just shows you have power. You do. You have power. Just not using it. Yeah. By yourself, mm-hmm. you have a lot of power. Once you connect with anybody else, boom. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would have never thought that you and I would be sitting here after like 16 <laughs> weeks going like mm-hmm. <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's amazing what you put in the ground yeah. and that garden just grows. Well, Christ said, it'll just take two of you folks get together. Exactly. Or more, preferably more. <laughs> exactly. And we have hit the one-hour mark. Oh, man. I gotta go. <laughs> no, it's almost time. Yeah, you want to close this out in prayer? Oh shoot, I should. Um, well, thank you once again, um, dear Lord, for uh, letting us come and, and 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 be together and be kind of saturated in, in your word and letting us express our ideas and hopefully giving us really wonderful encouragement and love so that we can. Do the things that you want us to do and the things that we know are right in our lives this week and every week ahead. And in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you and amen. Amen. All right. Well, wow, that felt good. This was a good, this was a good one. All right. Well, I 
feeling better because <laughs> we're still recording. Oh, still recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, no, I was just say I was, I was checked out. No, I was feeling better. You know, yeah, this week. absolutely. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So let me give you my little spiel, and I think we have one more to uh, before the end of the year. Is that right? One yeah. more. Yeah. So. Um, Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church which have made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to the podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or on SoundCloud and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. I'm sure you're, you're already listening to it, so you can tell your friends. Just open up your uh, iTunes app if you have a laptop or a desktop. Click on Store. You're not going to buy anything. Uh, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith, and you will find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go to SoundCloud.com. Search for us, and you can find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Thank you. God bless everyone. And we are out. Oh, 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 oh,